0: is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media. I'm Lodella Awad.
1: And I'm Edgar Cruz. Recently, we've seen the FCC take a major swipe at net neutrality protections that all internet users rely on. These actions threaten our ability to stay in communication. The threat to connect includes the Lifeline program, which offers assistance to people for telephone, internet, and broadband access.
0: The FCC is cutting federal funding from a vital program. Tonight we speak with Ana Montez of Turn, the Utility Reform Network, out of California, to learn about the threat to lifeline and what we can do.
1: And GJ producer and our music host, Joshua Green, will share a monologue from his recent play,
2: Nightfall. Thank you, Edgar. I'm Joshua Green, and I'll also be your music host for tonight. This first song is by Common about the place where power should lie. It's called The People.
3: Yeah, it's for the people. Unsung hero, riding in the rego, trying to stay legal My daughter found Nemo, I found a new primo Yeah, you know how we do, we do it for the people And the struggle lot the brothers and the folks The lovers of the dope Experiment to discover hope, scuffle for notes The rougher I wrote, times was harder With the to started to the voice of a martyr Why white folk focus on dogs and yoga My people on the low end trying to ball and get over Like looking for the fallen soldier from the bounce to the house. It's all our culture. Every day we hustling, trying to get them customers. we ain't trusting them. Thick bras, we busting them. Sick and tired of punching it. I look on the bus at them. When I see them struggling, I think I'm touching them. Though they try to India, I'll read me Got backstage and I bumped into Stevie. He said no matter what, the people gon' see me Can't leave rap alone, the streets need me Hunger in their eyes is what seemed to feed me Inside peace mixed with beef seem to breed me Nobody believed, till I believed me Now I'm on the rise, doing business with my guys Business realized, music affected lives A gift from the skies, to be recognized I'm keeping my eyes on the people
1: In November of 2017, the FCC proposed changes to the Lifeline program, which provides critical access to phone and broadband services for low-income families. The proposed changes would place a cap on all of the services they offer.
0: Meaning, the FCC plans to cut service for 75% of users and essentially cut services to rural and poor Americans.
1: Ana Montes is the organizing director for TURN, the Utility Utility Reform Network, which organizes in San Francisco, California. She joins producer Kateri Zuni for a discussion on the changes to the Lifeline program.
4: My name is Kateri Zuni, and today I'm speaking with Ana Montes, organizing director for TURN, the Utility Reform Network. TURN is an organization that has been advocating and organizing for the consumer and communication rights of Californians for over 40 years. Anna joins us today to discuss the upcoming FCC vote on Lifeline, a national program that provides subsidies and assistance to low-income, rural, and tribal communities to communication services. Ana Montes, welcome to Generation Justice. Will you please introduce yourself? Sure.
5: So, my name is Ana Montes, and I live in uh, California where I work with Turned Utility Reform Network, a 45 year old nonprofit organization that has been working on utility issues like uh, making sure people have access to telephone service, um, utilities, and uh, making sure that People can afford the rates, uh, for example, electricity, Um, also uh, we do a lot of work around environmental issues impacting uh, people in California, and then we also do some of the federal work. But a lot of our work has also been around making sure that the California, or that the the Lifeline Program, not only in California but in all states, uh, continues to benefit low-income communities.
4: It's a pleasure to have you with us today, Anna. Well, thank you. Um, Can you give us just an idea of what is going on with Lifeline at the FCC?
5: Sure. So one of the things I think is really important also is to know that the Lifeline program was created in 1985, and it was created under a Republican president. So it was created under Ronald Reagan. Today, it serves nearly 13 million low-income Americans. And I think for tribal lands, one of the most important things has to do with the fact that it also has um, impacted many low-income people on tribal lands and making sure that, you know, there's build-out in those communities, that people can have access to affordable, reliable telephone services and now have access to broadband. And we know that tribal lands are on rural areas many times, and so access to communication services or telephone services can be very, very expensive. We also know that penetration rates are low, so affordability is very important.
4: Right, it's such a critical topic when you think about a state like New Mexico we have such a large rural and tribal um, community out here. Um, thank you for that. So why or how is Lifeline under attack right now?
5: So one of the things um, that's occurring at the FCC level is that the FCC's changes will hurt people because they want to eliminate um Mobile phone services and landline telephone services as an eligible service, and so that means that you will not be able to get your cell phone subsidized or your landline telephone subsidized, and you will have to invest in expensive satellite or broadband uh, services or bundled services, which are not is not cheap. In California, for example, uh, we have AT&T UVerse and. Comcast, um, probably the cheapest bundle is about $50. So the subsidy would only be about around $10 or $11. So $10 or $11 off of $50 is not very much. And that's on the low side for mm-hmm. a bundled service. So that means a lot of people. Uh, are not going to be able to afford it. And and the average income for lifetime subscribers is about $14,000 a year. So that's not going to go very far.
4: Right. And so the FCC is looking to defund the Lifeline program. Is that right?
5: Well, what they're doing is they're looking at uh, placing a cap Mm -hmm. on Lifeline recipients so if there's a cap on the Lifeline recipients, then that's going to mean that you're only going to be able to uh, be on Lifeline for a certain period of time. The other thing is they want to place an overall budget cap on the Lifeline program. So that means if we reach the cap, then no more people will be serviced. And so it's, in a sense, it, it eliminates a lot of people from being able to benefit from the program because it greatly reduces the budget the other thing is um, they want to re- restrict service to only certain providers and eliminate some of the providers out there that that are that provide services, um, you know, at a, very, at a very low cost. So it's not going to eliminate it entirely, but it's going to make it a lot harder for people to be able to sign up for the services and or stay on the service.
4: Are budget concerns the main reason that they're giving to Cut Lifeline?
5: so they're always talking about these programs being a tax and they're always saying that that's you know that places a hardship on people you know on taxpayers and so they need to uh, reduce taxes you know so they want to make sure that people aren't aren't paying a lot of money into the lifeline program and they really are not paying a lot of money into the lifeline program as it is but the other thing that they're trying to do is Um, lower the cost by eliminating other services that people can enroll in. Um, And then the other thing that they're claiming is that there's a lot of fraud and that there's a lot of people on Lifeline that shouldn't be on Lifeline. Um, But the fraud actually issue is not a big issue. And several years ago there was a lot done to improve the enrollment process and there was a lot done to make sure that, um, you know, Uh, procedures were in place place to make sure that people who were on the program uh, met uh, criteria. So there there is not a lot of fraud. Um, And then, of course, the amount of money people contribute to the program is not a lot.
4: Great. Thank you. Um, And so we we spoke a little bit about tribal communities and how a program like Lifeline can be really essential for um, tribal living. But how will the loss of a service like this affect all communities of color or poor communities?
5: So the loss is is going to be great because we know that for, you know, the landline telephone service, cell phone service, broadband access, um, everybody should have access. To You know, they should be able to choose. You know, they should be able to choose if they have a cell phone or a landline because communications is important. Having a telephone uh, for many seniors, uh, for everybody, especially communities of color, means that you have access to the outside world, you have access to, uh, to employers, you have access to your children, to schools, to services. Our communities are extremely mobile, many times living paycheck to paycheck, Uh, Mm -hmm. place to place. Uh, Many people are um, on the verge of homelessness or homeless. So having that tool is extremely important. For others, we're looking at having access to broadband. And and we don't believe that people should have to choose access between a phone and broadband. We think people should have access to both because Mm -hmm. broadband or Internet access is extremely important in making sure that we're able to keep up not only uh, being able to uh, um, research for information regarding health, uh, job searches, and things like that, but also education. Especially for people living in rural communities, online learning is really important. Right. Um, information is very important. Um, being able to be on the Internet, filling out a job application, and disproportionately within communities of color, the divide has grown, so there's a lack of access in particular among communities of color, and a lot of the documentation has been done, for example, around uh, Latino and black communities. Penetration rates are very, very low, and if we don't have access to being able to access information online. We, you know, you're uninformed, uh, children aren't going to do as well in schools, people going to college are not going to be able to compete because there's a lot of information online being, that is, you know, you have to access as a student. So and it's extremely important and it really needs to be reliable and it really needs to be affordable. The costs have gone up, they've not gone down. So that is a huge issue impacting our communities.
4: What can people be doing now, and what is the deadline to get our voices heard on this issue?
5: I'm really glad that you asked that because people can do more than they think. Um, you know, people can uh, urge their legislators to oppose the decision-making that is being done at the FCC. They can ask their representatives to support a congressional review which would uh, stop the process and could actually prevent the fcc from overturning or changing the decision that was made in 2016 Uh, because we have we have legislators that have not stepped up and taken a position and when people contact their their congressional representatives or their senators um, in mass, they can actually get them to listen to them. Um, the other thing is, so it's a matter of phone calls, it's a matter of letters. Um, the other thing is um, contacting the FCC directly and sending letters, uh, posting uh, comments within the form of a letter through the current uh, FCC website, and basically stating that, you know they shouldn't. They shouldn't overturn this decision because here's how it impacts um, my community. And sharing experiences and sharing stories is especially important. So comments were due January the 24th. That's been extended to February the 23rd. So there's time for people to to do these things.
4: Thank you so much, Anna. Um, I think it's so interesting how all of those channels that we have become accustomed to getting our voices heard, calling people on the phone, submitting comments to a website, all of those channels are actually exactly what's under attack right now. You know, we've got this lifeline that's, you know, about to be gutted and we've seen what happened to net neutrality very recently. What is that meaning for our communities?
5: So what it means is that we're being pushed into a corner of four walls um, and um, no way out. I mean, we're basically being placed in a box and told that um, we don't have a voice under this current Trump administration. Um, We have, uh, in proportion to the population, we have a lot of people that are low income. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're taking away programs that have helped people to be competitive, that have helped people to access information, that's, that's isolating us. And so I think that, that that's one of the things that's happening under the Trump administration. You know, our voices are being silenced if, if communication services are being taken away from us or having access to the communication services. Is becomes much, much more limited and unaffordable and unreliable. So I think that it's it's a way to silence us to eliminate these programs. Um, I'd also think that it's a way to show how far removed the Trump administration and the current FCC chairman is from the needs of of the people um, in you know living in the United States. Thank you. Is there
4: anything else that you would like to add?
5: So, you know, the other thing I would say is that every state has a public utilities commission. The public utilities commission um, usually regulates uh, utility, uh, investor-owned utilities, large utilities, so telecommunication companies, uh, energy companies. And I think that it's a little more accessible and it's more local. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's another area people really need to – get involved in, and that is getting involved to make sure that the Public Utilities Commission is also doing something about preserving the Lifeline program and making sure that people know about the program and have access to the, to the program, and also asking their commissioners to stand up and send a message to the Beltway. So the local involvement is very important. And can have strong impact.
4: Great, I think that's that's wonderful advice. Well, Ana Montes, thank you so much for joining us today, and for being an advocate for all communities in need of this vital communication and utilities. It was a pleasure to speak with you.
5: Well, thank you, and I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very excited that that. Uh, you talked to me. Thank you for inviting me to participate. I really love the work that you guys do, and you uh, have a lot uh, to offer to the community, and have done a lot for the community. So, thank you for the privilege of being on this on this call. Thank
4: you for Generation Justice. I'm Kateri Zuni.
0: Thank you, Ana Montez, for being here with us. You have shared very important and useful information that I did not know about, such as the impact of Lifeline on communities it serves.
2: Thank you again, Anna. The song Power of Equality by the Red Chili Peppers is another great anthem to the voice of the people, now followed by a motivating and inspiring song that keeps me focused when I'm lost, Life is a Highway by Rascal Flats.
1: Welcome back to Generation Justice. Our music host, Joshua Green, who has been acting on and off the screen in his community, recently played in the dark and humorous play Nightfall, a collection of the famous short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. The show was directed by Katie Konke for Encore Productions, a youth theater troupe.
0: Now we'll hear a segment from the play Nightfall beginning, an introduction from The Raven, following by The House of Usher performed by Josh, Joshua Green.
2: They're wrong. They say I've gone mad, but they don't know what madness is. They don't know my story, or stories, how it all began. Let me tell you, and then you be my judges. Tell me if I'm insane. You see, it started when I lost Lenore. Have you ever lost someone or something that meant everything to you? Meant so much that when it was gone, you could feel the hole it lived in you. It happened to me. The memory keeps clawing at you like an animal or a bird. During a dull, dark, and soundless day in the autumn, when the clouds hung oppressively low in the heavens, I had been passing alone through an especially dreary tract of land, and at length found myself, as the shades of evening drew on, within sight of the melancholy house of Usher. As I approached I began to feel an atmosphere around the house. A feeling reeking up from the decaying trees, the gray wall, the silent lake, a sickening and mystic order. My last and only relation on earth. Her death will leave me the last of the ancient race of ushers. I did enjoy that one yesterday. The one about the man who lost his entire family It went mad with grief. It seemed truthful somehow, more true to the world. I had composed some verse A house, a beautiful palace owned by a king named Thought, But evil things and robes of sorrow assailed the gentleman's estate and round about his home the glory that blushed and bloomed is but a dim remembered story of the old time entombed and travelers now within the valley, their red-litten windows see. Vast forms move fantastically to a discordant melody, while, like a rapid ghastly river, through the pale door, a hideous throng rush out forever and laugh, but smile no more. I used to love poetry, but now every sound fills me with horror. All my senses are heightened, it seems. Unnaturally, horribly heightened. Only the most boring food is tolerable. I can only wear clothes of certain textures. The stink of all flowers maddens me. My eyes are tortured by even a faint glimpse of sunlight. I am afraid. My friend, very afraid of terror. I am afraid of my own terror. The time will arrive sooner or later when I abandon life and reason altogether in my struggle with the grim phantasm, fear.
0: You just heard Joshua Green performing The Fall of the House of Usher and The Raven. Josh enacted the characters of Edgar Allan Poe and Roderick Usher.
1: Thank you, Josh, for embodying the presence of both characters
2: so well. Thank you both. I choose this next song for his calming and atmospheric tone it sets in my everyday life. Here is Dancing by the Dreamless by Otsie followed by Erie Linux with Night Drive. This song was chosen by my co-host, Ludella. Here is Oh My Soul by Casting Crowns.
1: To come to the end of another hour of resistance, we'd like to thank our guest Ana Montes of TURN, the Utility Reform Network, for sharing such vital information about the Lifeline program.
0: And thank you to our music host and resident, thespian, Joshua Green. Production assistant came from Kateri Zuni and Roberta Rayel.
1: And thank you to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you.
0: Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners.
1: Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe and rate us.
0: We're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our song is The Youth of the Nation by P.O.D.
1: Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Conalma Health Foundation, the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course, all of you, who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking
2: donate. We try to select the best music each week. Coming up next is Lose My Cool, by Amber Mark, followed by Drop by Chloe and Haley. Followed by Kuko with Amor de siempre. I'm Joshua Green.
0: And I'm Ladella Awad. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock.
1: I'm Edgar Cruz. Nos vemos pronto. All the pain just stuck in my
2: head. There was no one that could get me out of it. Yes, I think the drinking was a bit
3: excessive Just